Welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roll Coombs, and I'm joined with uh, Joanna Chudy. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Are you adjusting? Good. I'm trying to, yeah. I jumped over a lot of uh, countries to get here this morning. Is your uh, skin <laughs> shriveling up? It is. I feel like, oh man, as soon as the plane landed, my lips were chapped and I was looking for lotion. Yeah, you don't realize how dry it is until you've been somewhere else for like, a little extended period of time yeah. and then you... Uh, you well, come here, and that's and that affects a lot of affects people. Any living thing, right? Your plants are all made of water. Yeah, yep. This is a great. Uh, plants are getting desiccated, and I know what it feels like now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, I think we all do. But uh, it's a uh, first day of March, and uh, and Brian has a theme going again today, so you have to try and figure that out. And uh, good, good first song off the top there. Yeah, like no bad, eh? Yeah, yeah. Get the blood pumping. Yeah, are they marching or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, <I don't> know. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, we'll he's just looking it, right? over. He's looking at me like no clues. You got to figure it out. No, no I know. Clues yet. He's not giving nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed, there'll be more good tunes though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, every week, great, great music uh, by Brian. He, mm. he shares with his uh, us his music repertoire and uh, mm-hmm. huge love of the of the music. So, which is uh, it's nice to have. Uh, and the love of of something, some something, music, yeah, gardening or yeah. You know whatever. what, I put my headphones on or bring my little outdoor speaker out and garden in the summer. That's like my happy place. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do, I, do, you do um, podcasts? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes um, I'm like, I love documentaries. I love like if I'm researching a new, one thing I love about gardening is I'm always learning new things myself. So I'll, you know. Check out what other people are doing yep. in other parts of Alberta or other parts of the world. Find out, you know, like a simple thing like biochar. This has been around for eons, but is new to me a couple yeah. of years ago. So then I started looking it up and hearing what other people, how it's made, how how you get it, what it's for, all yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah. It, it's good. It, it's it's not, I guess, and I want to find a way to get it simplified. I love all, there's lots of different gardening techniques, but sometimes I find them there's way too many steps for the average person. It that, can be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, you get lost in it. So it is trying to simplify some of these um, techniques of uh, of gardening because you just see sometimes it gets if it's more than three steps. I think sometimes. <laughs> do we all two now? <laughs> well, I think a lot of people do, right? Like for the yeah. average, if if it's going to become like mainstream or mm-hmm. somewhere we can teach people, because mm-hmm. it's. Um, it is a little bit more difficult. You have those, obviously, you have your 10% of gardeners that keeners that yeah, dive they need right that in. Challenge, yeah. Absolutely. No, and those are, those are definitely areas that I like to go as well. But the, for the most part, I like to keep it where we can find something that works pretty easy. And I do have uh, Dwight, um, one of our, he calls in and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dwight's been, got a. a Full set of green thumbs. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, I, I, and he's simplified um, growing plants, and he does the cannabis and some other stuff. But he simplified it because I know some of the products that are out there that we we carried for a while, and I got rid of them. I'm like, there's ten steps, like mm-hmm. ten fertilizers to grow cannabis. Like, who wants to do that? That's a. It, <laughs> I think it in the end uh, could do harm to the garden industry because it turns a lot of people away. It is. You have to and, create success. Yeah. And what you said earlier about it's in the teaching. So I think education is a big one. If people can get connected to um, local, like what what are people doing locally? Even if you, it doesn't have to be a formal class, but check out what your neighbors are doing. Uh, check in at the garden center, find out what's going on at the Cal Hort Society, 
find out like what speaks to you and that's more likely to stick. Yeah, and actually we have Natasha joining us Lynn, a little bit from the Calvary Court Society. She's going to let us know what's going on down there. Good deal. Yeah, and uh, they're going to try and call in uh, weekly or bi-weekly. And just fill us in as we head into springtime. It's important, and I'm a big fan of the Hort Society. So um, if we can promote them and try and get uh, people in touch with with Natasha and obviously Cass Smythe and the group down there, there's lots of great people, lots of great knowledge comes out of that. Really good classes Society, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, here they want to uh, partner up with us on a couple, and uh, I volunteered you for about eighteen of them. So, so <laughs> I've already signed on for. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure the date yet, but in March we'll be doing square foot gardening. So yeah, I've, a, I've signed you up for a few more. So <laughs> you're volunteering well, you me there, so I had to. <laughs> I'm happy. It was either Bring you or me. So I mean. <laughs> I'm happy for it. I love it, and anything that involves. Uh, I mean, the Calgary Horticultural Society is one of our oldest nonprofits in Calgary. It's awesome been around a long time there's a reason for it there's a lot of good knowledge there and it goes from the beginner gardener right on through to you know master gardeners yes so if you're not a member it's a great way to get in touch with the gardening world if it's Mm -hmm. something you're looking into getting into um also you get uh discounts at most of the garden centers around right. Calgary. And I know we do a, a 15% discount, the biggest one in Calgary. That's so nice. Just, just saying, just saying. Just saying, just put so, that in there. <laughs> yeah. So, but well, cause I, I like that. You bring people in yep. and it's and it's nice and they're usually, um, they're, they're, it's a good good community, right? It is, yeah. A, so. lot of, a lot of very happy elbow rubbing there. I know when I first moved to Calgary about 12 years ago, I had no idea... Um, you know, I, I thought I knew I was really well-versed in gardening, but zone five on the Great Lakes, different climate altogether. And uh, Calgary Horticultural Society was a good resource for me to check my, what I thought I knew and, yeah. and apply and find little ways to tweak it to Calgary, and to Southern Alberta. That is the biggest challenge um, when we're gardening in Calgary, like 18 days or 19 days, it's the first day of spring. Mm-hmm. We can't put our stuff out for no. two months after the first day of spring. Yeah. You can't so, just um, throw a tomato seed in the soil no. like like I could back in Michigan and think that I'd be picking tomatoes at the end of summer. No. So, so we're starting a lot of stuff indoors mm-hmm. or you, you purchase some of your stuff ahead of time or, or in, in May from a garden center where they've already right. started a lot of the stuff for you. They give you the head start. Mm-hmm. Um, proper size pots. And, and we're going to touch on a few of those things today. We'll talk about seeding. I know we got our full collection of seeds in. We'll talk about size of pots and different things that will help you um, get the success in gardening. And and house plants right now, again, is a um, super busy time of year for them because the oh, yeah. sun, the days are getting longer. So if you're looking at your plants and you're saying, hey, they they're not looking great. A lot of times it's it's the time of year when they need to get transplanted. Mm-hmm. They're adjusting. The lights are changing. The light is changing. Their rhythm is changing a bit. They're coming out of dormancy slightly. Yeah, right? and you start seeing a lot of new growth on them. And at this time of year, um, I did a uh, uh, I don't even know how to call it. I had we have a, some whale tails sense of areas mm-hmm. at, uh, at at spruce, and they sent out some babies. So I pulled them out of the pots and I did nice. some separations and well, those trans- are expensive little plants, hey? Yeah, and it, it those was are this, world travelers too. Yeah, so it was kind of <laughs> cool to pull them out and see this huge root structure because they really don't do a lot. Like cause we have the mother plant, so if you happen to get one from spruce, um, 
if it, they'll send out babies. And what I did, I just popped out of the pot and just got a really nice sharp knife and just sort of picked a spot in between the baby and the mother plant and sliced the root. Mm-hmm. I left it out for a while, let it calloused over, and then I put them each into their own pot, back nice. into the thing, and it'll send out more babies. But that's how you get um, to propagate some of those whale tails or shark mm-hmm. fins and they're almost like semi succulent but not quite right with the, the yeah. mother-in-law's tongue yeah um are they called are they technically called pups yes know. like they're like hens and chicks right the the hen yeah. and then the chick i love those there's little pups that come up and that's but a great these are a full separated. full bulb though like it's i was i was like really quite imp- yeah, yeah i was really quite um impressed at the amount of root system in there and just a thick thick root coming up and then and then the next uh, whale tail since the area was starting. So, Very cool. Yeah, and uh, it, it's fun getting into that. Um, when we brought in some of those from Thailand and we have some of the variegated Thai constellation oh, um, monsteras coming. So cool. I can't wait to see those. Yeah, and it was interesting. We listened to a podcast and... And I know my family was thrilled we were driving to Okotoks, <laughs> and I put the Monstera podcast on the truck. <laughs> right, guys? You love that? And uh, <laughs> we were listening to the difference between a true variegated Monstera mm-hmm. and the Thai constellation. Like The Thai constellation is um, from tissue culture, mm-hmm. and then the, the variegated Monstera. But the, monst- the variegated Monstera will revert back if you don't keep it cut a right. certain thing to keep um, that if you let it grow the new thing off, it'll, it'll go back to its original. Yeah, it'll revert back. We see that in a lot of um, even landscape plants. Absolutely. Like you'll see the weeping caragana will send up sports that are the original common caragana. And if you don't cut those, you're going to lose the weeping characteristic and it'll go back to that yeah. common Yeah, well, you mean the fern leaf one. Yeah, it'll go back leaf, to yeah. the fern leaf. It'll yeah. send up like a, it's weeping, right? Like it's kind of co- goes yeah. up about four feet tall and just the, the branches Rafted. right down. But if you don't if you don't get those sports, they grow vertically, and then you'll lose that. Yeah, because it's grafted onto like mm-hmm. those fern leaves are grafted onto a a hardy carragana stalk, and mm-hmm. and there's a lot of um, of that goes on in in our climate. Um, mm-hmm. All our fruit trees, mm-hmm. for the most part, all our crab apples, apples, and all that. Roses, well, not necessarily crab apples, but roses. the apples. Yep, mm-hmm. they're all grafted onto hardy rootstock. And what? As a, a new gardener, what is the reason for that? Like why people... Um, well, if you're trying to grow some of our apple trees, they're just not hardy enough to survive right. in our climate. So, so a lot it's like of, a jump start. Yeah. And it's uh, these techniques were brought over from Siberia mm-hmm. and a lot of it from Europe from years and obviously Similar hundreds... climates, right? Yeah. yeah. No, and they've gardened in those, in those areas and they figured out, hey, they're not going to grow here. So now it's every every apple tree in Calgary is pretty much grafted onto mm-hmm. a hardy rootstock and typically it's a hardy um, crab apple mm-hmm. and even it's amazing tomatoes um, if all those tomatoes growing in hot house tomatoes they're all yeah. grafted every one of them and people wouldn't necessarily think about a tomato plant being grafted because it's such a soft tissue plant. Well, you think the one root, because a lot of right. varieties will grow great but these guys that are growing them for production yeah. for what they want the bountiful um, harvests uh, it's it, but it's quite amazing. Um, we were out in some of our growers in Vancouver, and you go for a little tour, and you see like those people. They slice the tiny yeah. little seedling, like when it's only like five centimeters long. Uh, they slice it, graft it, tape it together, 
Um, so what you're trying to do is get a characteristic of a really hardy root and then a prolific grower on top because a lot of times the grower one doesn't have the best root structure, so they put the two... The best of both worlds. Yeah. And even the best of many more worlds, like when you look at the combination apples and you've got yeah. scions on... You know, you can have five different varieties of apple on one tree. Yeah. No, yeah. and we have quite a few of those, and, and those are all hardy because they're grafted onto a hardy rootstock. Mm-hmm. And then we have, uh, and then they graft different varieties of apple. Um, the only time it doesn't work, and, and uh, I don't always like to beat up on the box store, but when you're buying some of your plants, and a lot of times the box stores are guilty of this, they'll bring in gala apples and things like that. Would they be lovely to grow here? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I think we're going to have to continue buying them from yeah, BC growers, they just, right? Yeah, we have, but yeah. we do have some true apples that you can grow here like lots of the hardy max mm-hmm. um there's lots of great great apples and, Honeycrisp, and pears september ruby there's i'd say apples are our most versatile fruiting tree i love them like in, in, in the fall like i don't have breakfast when i leave home i just wait i go for a walk up and That's down why the you aisles. get to work so early yeah get the early crop well because when oh, they're nice and cold apples off the tree i see yeah, they're okay. nice and cold right yeah so that's the best because they're sweet so you go up and down the aisles and grab a couple apples i think you overheard me yesterday telling clients that i i cherry pick a little bit yeah. they're asking they were they're looking for an apple tree and a cherry tree and they said but we probably don't we won't be able to get the cherry tree i said no we have a lot of really delicious amazing um like the valentine series of cherry trees they're sour, but they're sweet enough to eat off the tree, I think. Absolutely. They're great. Yeah. And you really have to get over the fact in your head that they're not going to be the sweet cherry. Yeah, they're not a Bing or a Rainier cherry, but they're, they're our version of it, and that makes it even sweeter to me. Yeah, no, and, <laughs> and that's how I feel if you're eating a pear that you've harvested in Calgary, um, if you've harvested an apple in Calgary, if you harvest something like that in Calgary, I think that's an accomplishment all on its own. Absolutely. And to be able to have a have a harvest. And and some people ask, can you grow blueberries? You can. Um, there are some varieties that are hardy, but mm-hmm. you're not gonna get a bountiful mm-hmm. um harvest. Um so there but they're, there's lots a bit of other here. Yeah, there's other varieties. You could go to the Haskup berry, which oh. I call the Alberta blueberry. They're prolific. Yeah. There's enough for you and the birds on those ones. There's they're and they're a very early fruiting shrub, so you're actually picking fruit in June, which Absolutely. is amazing for us here. All right. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. We're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk. Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Prune It Up, Calgary's trusted ISA certified tree care company. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, lots of great pruning uh, going on out there, and the the boys had a great week last week with the weather and uh, mm-hmm. getting out there up and down the trees, all kinds of fun stuff. Sure, the mild weather has been great for them. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely makes things but a bit safer. I, I'm always impressed that the boys, they, even if it gets a little chilly, they bundle up and they they're out there. They're out there working hard, and they just yep. keep warm. And uh, we think we only shut down for five days and. They got lots of work lined Probably up. Probably a so lot of heat in the end of a chainsaw, anyway. Right? Yeah, no, and this one, when you start working, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, it's good. I, go. I don't know if they have heaters in the bucket. I haven't been up on the sixty-foot oh. bucket, so. <laughs>
I don't know. <laughs> I think you just work hard. Exactly. Keep your work pace up all day. Absolutely. No, and they definitely do that. So very fortunate. Let's go to the phone lines and uh, we're going to chat with Dale. Good morning, Dale. Um, thank you. I, I, I couldn't guess the theme this morning. No, not yet? No. But, that, takes, um, that makes two of us. <laughs> there were two songs in. We'll find out. <laughs> I, um, I hear them advertising about this home and garden center down at the BMO Center. Yeah, it's a home and garden show. Um, how does it compare to the horticultural society? Like, is it the same or? Um, no, it, it's 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 quite a bit different. There's portions of the home and garden show that are very similar. Like they have a garden stage. Or they have different professionals up there chatting. I know Cass Smythe, who co-hosts with us once in a while, she she was on there doing a talk. Um, I know there's a few other local uh, gardeners that are also there, but then they also have people like Brian Balmer, who comes in from the east, and he talks about renovations and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a good show if you're looking to do renovations. You, you there's all the renovation companies there, home builders. Hot tub guys, window guys, furnace guys, mm-hmm. gardening guys. Lots of gardening guys. It's not all just <clears throat> box stores? No, no, no. It's very, very little box stores. It's mainly a lot of independent business guys. Uh, um, you don't have your booth set up? Yet? No, I haven't done it for a few years. I just found um, it, it didn't work as well like for us that much. We... We, we decided to concentrate on, on our business in the store and stuff like that and, and doing shows like this and and other forms of advertising um, that we do. It's just, uh, it's a lot of effort and to, you have to make it work. And for us, we, we decided to concentrate those, our focus on, on our advertising dollars in the radio and, and other spots. And it's just worthwhile to go to. It's a great, uh, it's a great thing to walk around, especially if you're, you just want to see some stuff. You get your ideas going. There's lots of great talks. You can sit and listen to. Most of the talks are free, which I think all of them are. So if you want to listen to Brian or different people talk about gardening or or renovating or, and if you walk along, if you need new windows in your house and there's a guy there, just chat about windows and they'll give you all the info you need. Or if you need a hot tub, there's lots of hot tub guys down there. <laughs> I've never been. I was just curious. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good it's way fun. to kill an afternoon, go yep. down there. I like it because, like you say, Merle, there's good idea shopping, but you can ask, ask an expert if you have, you know, if you're sort of t- kicking around some ideas. There's new products out there as well, um, new plants, new, just seeing seeing another person's take on an idea you might already be brewing is really cool. So it's it's kind of like you go there, you get really inspired, you're sort of in the mix with hundreds of other people wandering around checking it out. It's pretty fun. But but it's not like a horticultural show which and, and it's funny. I met who's Natasha's going to call in here just after 9:30 um from the Horts. I met with them this week and we chatted about um garden shows and different things. Um, and to get it to the level, let's say, like a uh, the Seattle Garden Show is on right now, the Northwest Flower and Garden Show, and then there's one in Philadelphia. Three or four years ago, I went and did four or five different cities. I just decided to do a garden show tour. And, nice, and, fun. But it's, they have big corporate sponsors from the States, and they, they're able to put on – those are phenomenal shows if you ever get a chance – 
uh, Dale, to just go to go to the Seattle one or go to Chicago or the Philadelphia Garden Show. They're phenomenal. Like it's just it's unbelievable. So yeah, I'm not that worldly. <laughs> well, this takes you just call up Expedia and hook up. And... <laughs> Starting Calgary, you never know <laughs> yeah. where you'll be in maybe five years, yeah. right? <laughs> there you go. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's a good way to spend an afternoon, Dale, for sure. All right, take thanks. care. Bye bye. All right, and we better spend some time on some commercials and the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm totally stumped. Me too. I... There's, <laughs> these are all three amazing female singers, but I'm doing March, yeah? March, uh, spring, March. Uh, we're they, getting there. We're getting there. I'm seeing some signs from the booth that yeah. we're on the right trail. All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. Let's go. I'm going to go to Kathleen. Uh, good morning, Kathleen. Hi, good morning. Um, question for you. Yes. I, I, I don't know if you remember, I sent you a picture of my jade plant that I have. That's this giant thing. Yeah. Um, that I sent it, I don't know, I think a year ago. Um, so I never did get it repotted. It's still in that same pot. It needs okay. to be repotted. Yeah. And it's gotten even bigger. Did you end up cutting it back, though? Because I think I suggested you take I a third. Did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did cut it back, and it grew even more. <laughs> so now that my, my conundrum is that I'm moving to Creston. Yes. Where it's warmer. And... I'm just not sure how I'm going to move the jade. I'm going to put him in the horse trailer because that's about the only thing where he'll fit. Yeah. But I'm concerned about the bouncing and big branches breaking. Well, if you can get a moving box of some sort, and, and, and you're going to probably break a few branches, but I wouldn't worry about that. The biggest thing is if you can get it into a, a moving box and then just pack the pot, like even put a couple bags of soil or a bag of sand on each side of the pot inside the box and just keep it that way for, and then pack in a bit. But really it's going to bounce around a bit and you're, it, it, you might lose a few branches, but it'll be fine. Okay. And All if right. it's going to be cool, though, if it's going to be in a horse trailer, just make sure it's in an insulated box of some sort, too, just so it doesn't get, like, it depends, right. on, it depends on the temperature if you're moving. This week, yeah. it's not so bad, it'll, but... Yeah, it'll be in April. Yeah. So it'll be a little it'll warmer. Be warmer but, yeah. I, I have a little trick for you, because I've done this. Um, you could get a hot water bottle, and uh-huh. you can, I mean, just when you do a pit stop to grab a coffee or use washroom at a gas station, you can get a little hot water back into that hot water bottle, just wrap it in a towel and put it under your the pot of your jade plant. That'll help keep kind of equalize the temperature a little bit to warm it up. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's a, okay. Just good. a little cheat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And okay, best of luck with you. your move. Oh, thanks. If, It'll be warmer there. Yeah. Yes. And if it does lose something, just even it up again. Like you said, if if one side does break off or happen to get a bit, just even it up. A jade is very forgiving. And once you get out there in that nice new sunshine, transplant it before you take it into the new house. Get a new pot before you go or, or when, when you yeah. get there and transplant it before you take it into the house. And uh, that way it's done and you don't have to worry. Thank you. All right. So you better still listen, Leslie, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can listen <laughs> online and all that other stuff. So I expect a couple yeah. calls. So Perfect. All Thank right. You. Thanks, Leslie. Right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right. Let's go down to 
not Leslie. It wasn't that was Leslie. Kathleen. 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 Sorry, I read yeah. the top we wish one. All Sorry, the best Kathleen. On the move. I apologize. Let's go down to Hariva. I'm going to speak with Mary. <laughs> Mary, what's you up? You lucky, lucky little girl. You've been in Costa Rica. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing all these <laughs> oh, people on vacation. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I this am is why I work landscaping. wanted to go there. Come with me next time. You'd love it, Mary. Oh, I'd love <laughs> to go there. I could dance and sing yeah. and eat all that stuff you were talking about. Yeah, you'd get along so oh great my with my God, mom, I too. I just had to have pancakes and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you have to drink tequila with her mom, though, in, uh, the, in oh, the tree No, house. I don't drink tequila. Well, you, you will down if there. I drink tequila, <laughs> then I'm dancing on the table. <laughs> Oh, you can and then I got a, a terrible headache. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to refresh your mind. Uh-oh. Merle? Yes? There I... is an experimental farm in Lethbridge. I saw it 70 years ago where they were grafting apples. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I learned so much from a very, 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 very smart Scotchman who was taught by a Japanese. Oh, nice. And it where is this really again? Interesting. In Lethbridge. Yeah, at the experimental farm. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. My father, my old dad and I I'm gonna give went Joanna down a with task. my uncle. I'm looking it up. <laughs> and we had such a nice visit. Oh, it was so beautiful. Well, we're gonna, actually, we're going to see if it's still functioning in that. I, and I, Joanna will uh, see if we can it get was, him on as a guest. Yeah, it was with the agriculture's, uh, you know, yeah. the, Department of Agriculture. Now, there were a lot of very, very good technicians came out of there. Animal, you know, science. Absolutely. Not animal, uh, uh, you know, all vegetarian, agronomists. It was really interesting. But what I'm calling for is please, people, if you have some kind of snow around, pack it around your stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, boy, it's been a little warm, and it needs it needs that snow cover. If you didn't throw it in, yeah, but just watch you don't just watch you don't put it well. too too close to the trunk, like around your trees. Don't pile the snow up around the no, trunk. No, but I mean, <laughs> absolutely you know, around the edges and that. If you can, yeah. if you didn't, if you didn't water them in, and if. If your trunks are covered right now, too, for everybody listening, pull the snow away from the trunk of the tree. Yeah, no, a lot of it, I don't do that because of the mice yeah. in there. Well, they yeah. treat it like a little parkade. They just have the <laughs> spiral right. around your trunk of your tree, and when the snow melts, you, where'd all the bark go off my tree? And, uh, yeah. and well, the, and the they're mice getting have, into my garage, and I don't know how they're getting in, but the cat's been catching them. So. They can get in anything. Yeah, it's, well, there's some little wee dinky little things. It's amazing what they get into. I uh, caught mama and, good. and then the cat caught the baby so didn't eat him, just bring him to me for a little snack. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> anyway, All right, anyway Mary. great program. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, Mary. Talk, talk to you soon. later. Take care. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to chat with Natasha from the Cowrie Hort Society, and uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. 
And I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Joanna Chudy. And we're going to pull up on the phone line Natasha from the Calgary Horticultural Society. Good morning, Natasha. Good morning to you all. How are you guys doing? Morning. We're doing wonderful. The sun's beating on us. It's nice and sunny. It's a fresh little skim of snow. Yeah, it's it's good. There's all kinds of things going on. And the the home and garden show's on. And I, I think you guys have a booth down there, don't you? We do, we do, absolutely. Today's the last day, up until yep. 5 o'clock. Uh, booth is 640 if you're, you know, walking around and can w- want to stop by. We have a bunch of information on our workshops, and, and so I'm always glad to talk. Let's be real. It's always a great opportunity to chat with people who, who are just getting excited about it's their gardens. Absolutely, and that's what uh, gardeners love to do when they can't uh, get their hands in the soil right now, yeah. so they love to chat a little bit and have some, uh, and share their knowledge, because that's, and it's always a, uh, I always like when you can tell when someone helps someone out, they kind of they kind of puff up a bit. They have they feel a glow good. about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we 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 met this week and we chatted about all kinds of fun stuff, Natasha, and uh, we want to invite you back and uh, and hopefully weekly, biweekly, when you guys have new stuff on, share with all the Calgary listeners what's happening down at the at the Hort Society. So maybe yeah. fill us in what's going on. Sure. Thank you again. Again, what a great p- pleasure to talk to you and, and, and to have this opportunity to talk about the society. Um, as you know, we always have some great stuff happening. Uh, there's snow outside, but the dreams, they are forming right now, obviously, for the preparation for the for the upcoming uh, gardening season. And, and, and we're in full swing, of course. Um, you know, as you know, we offer uh, classes, we participate in events, uh, but we are always proud of our workshops, uh, for which many Many of you, of course, uh, are wonderful instructors and participate and so on. So, so we have some really interesting stuff happening uh, coming up. Uh, March is a very, very busy time for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is time to start planning, start thinking, start dreaming. And so, uh, obviously, it's maybe a little too cold to be outside just just yet. So, what we're doing is we're offering a propagation uh, for indoor plants uh, coming up on March 14th between 1 and 3 p.m. Uh, and it's really a question of being able to, to just multiply your indoor garden so what a wonderful opportunity for people to to get to know how to do that um we have your of course if we're thinking of outside, we have a several series of workshops around growing your own food. Um, always an interesting subject matter for, for many people. Uh, more and more, I think people are really interested in, in knowing how to, to grow their own food. How to, really, what does it take uh, in, this, in this climate mm-hmm. uh, to be able to grow those tomatoes uh, and, and cucumbers and so on, and those plants that may not do as well? Um, we have, of course, our wonderful Design Your Yard workshop, which is a partnership with the city of Calgary, um, something we're very, very proud of. Uh, what we do is we have uh, annual workshops uh, throughout the year, really, in various communities uh, where we focus on water-wise design and plants. And really, again, in this climate, uh, thinking about your water use uh, becomes so important. Um, and so on to events. We have a bunch of events coming up uh, within the next few months. As you mentioned, the garden show today, uh, obviously your last day to come in and take a look at, at all the exciting things that are happening. Um, we have CD Saturday that is coming up uh, at the Hillhurst Sunnyside Community Association on March 21st. Always a great time. Always a great chance to meet your local uh, seed producers and and talk um, with a bunch of experts. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's really what a great grassroots uh, 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 event. One day only. Uh, so please uh, come on down. We have the Aggie Days 
classic, obviously, every year, Aggie Days uh, for both students and families between April 1st and 5th. Um, and then finally, of course, the famous Calgary Horticultural Garden Show happening mm-hmm. on April 25th and 26th at Max Bell. Um, we hope that, obviously, uh, it will be a wonderful year this year again. This is our second year at Max Bell, so we're really excited about, about everything that we are putting together uh, to really get the people uh, interested in a much more local view of gardening, of our climate, and of our local uh, suppliers. So what, so. I know when we chatted a little bit, and we, we chatted about um, the show last year and some things that you wanted to change, and because it was your first year in there, and you, you, you guys obviously seen some things where you could improve and do different you things bet. different. So what's going to be a little bit different? What can people expect when they come down to the show? What can they, because we had Dale on earlier asking, so what do I see when I go to the Calgary Home and Garden Show? What are people going to see when they come down to the Calgary Hortic cultural show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly, as you mentioned, it was our first year last year. And what we did is we did an exit survey with a lot of attendees that came and really implemented some of the changes that they wanted to see, some room changes, focusing on, you know, kind of keeping everything together, really making it much more of an experience than perhaps uh, a marketplace, if you will, and having a good balance between the two. So obviously, this year, we will have our workshops once again. We will have our speakers once again. Again, an amazing demo stage is what we've set up with a stadium-type seating. Um, and, of course, we're always focused on local, so it's always about local exhibitors, local um, uh, businesses, and local artists. We have a new section this year where we are focused on smaller organizations. So we are asking our affiliates, our partners, our other smaller organizations, companies, and so on, to come and show their goods, show their handmade goods, uh, uh, and, and come and... and, and and talk to people uh, one-on-one, which is really kind of the benefit of the... the Absolutely. The, so, yeah. Natasha, will other societies like the... Like we have the Rose Society or the Orchid Society or any of those, would, would people be able to see other societies part of this as well? Or That's exactly right. That's the whole point is there's much so much richness in the, in the horticultural world in Calgary. Let's make sure that they too have a platform uh, to talk to people. And so we have uh, the wonderful people at the Rose Society, the wonderful people at the Lily Society and beyond, the, the Master Gardener Association the, and so on. They will all be there I think to, that's, to entertain. And I think it's really really important because sometimes we see it in in other areas of business where sometimes we're all trying to get the same message out and 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 it's hard as each little group but if you create that synergy together as a as a as a horticultural community and you guys can bring it all in under one roof i think that's a great synergy to see happening down there for you guys Thank you. Yeah, we're absolutely trying to create um, a, a, the true meaning of horticulture, which is really quite broad and, and wonderful. So hopefully that that's exactly what the show um, is able to portray. Absolutely, because you can do it all together. And it's and I and I sometimes wish a lot of other. You see it sometimes in in different charities where they're doing the exact same thing. You think sometimes you just wish put those the work together because you have the yeah. overall cost the administration things like that don't reinvent the wheel all over yeah. the place right? <laughs> yeah. 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 work together no. on some of these things so um hats off to you guys down at the calgary horticultural society thank you and uh and thanks for giving us a shout natasha thank you for the opportunity look forward to speaking to you again sounds good take care Excellent. Thank bye-bye you. bye-bye and you can find them at calhort Dot org. And right now we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. I'll make with 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I feel like we're listening to uh, Let's America's feel, Got Talent. I feel so empowered. Yes. I, I think we're on to the theme. I think we're marching right into a, a beautiful month of women's talent, women's history, International Women's Day. When, when is that? March. It's every day in my <laughs> it house. Starts, it starts my, today my, with my, your my mom's life. birthday, right? Yes. The, yeah, the most have, important woman on the planet, right? Yeah, it would have been my birthday. mom's 93rd birthday today. Yeah, yeah. so she's she's helping us get started Absolutely. in a good way. Absolutely. <laughs> and let's go to the phone lines. Leslie's been very patient waiting for mm-hmm. us. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. good. How can good. we help you? Um, well, I picked up this package of Mackenzie Wildflower Hummingbird Garden Seeds. Okay. And um, I just was thinking about, so what I'm planning on doing with them is actually um, putting them in my whiskey barrel. But then, so what I'm thinking is, um, should I start them earlier in in a tray maybe? Um, Because it there's such a mix. Like, who knows? It doesn't say how long yeah, that, it's going to take. Yeah, those mixes, um, and depending what variety is, a lot of them are just um, annuals, too, that will, will yeah. send up. And they, they're meant to be spread out. I, I would just, um, and a lot of times they're hardier variety, like, not I guess hardy annuals, but in Calgary it's tough. Mm-hmm. Does it? Um, I would just put them in a whiskey barrel, maybe put them out, and then bring them in on some of the cooler days. If you could put them on a little dolly or something, if, if possible. Uh, no, that's not possible. I don't. Does have it a... list the seeds at all? Yeah, like, does it, it does. Varieties? There's a whole bunch on here. Um, Do you want to name some? We could probably yeah. let you know right away. Yeah. Centoria cyanus, uh, Cheranthus alioni. <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and that's okay, the so thing. A lot of them are just, uh, it's sometimes a wildflower mix. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, and I'll be honest, a lot of times, and especially with the McKenzie brand, you're not going to get the, uh, I don't like saying this, but the best quality. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Um, I, it's I a mix. With, yeah. Like, it's just a mix of a yeah. bunch of seed that they, I think they have left over and they put it into yeah. a thing and go. I, I just thought it might look pretty cool. It, like they were a bunch in a whiskey barrel. That's a good idea in yeah. your whiskey barrel. What yeah. I found with those wildflower mixes is they're really pretty the first season and then you'll get some stragglers that self-seed that you don't yeah, necessarily is, want in your garden. Which is why oh. I thought, because I don't, I don't have room in my, in my, the, but there's so many garden. good, um, um, hummingbird varieties. Like if you get yourself a, a really nice uh, fuchsia hanger or a fuchsia mm-hmm. basket, um, there's lots of good ways to bring those hummingbirds into your into, onto the patio without nasturtiums too. Yeah, and if you can, if you do have room anywhere in your landscape to get some perennials in, then you're actually training them to come year after year, and and you won't have to have the. I mean, it's not that hard to pick up a fuchsia basket, but. You won't have to do any work once you get your perennials. And in the I'm gonna see. I'm gonna text Zoe. We had that one red flower last summer, um, something millions, and it just souff- oh million bells. No, mm. it, it's 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 a little. It's not the million bells. This it looks like a trumpet, red trumpet, um, vermilion, something like this. I'll I'll just text her and see if she can remember. But the hummingbirds in our store were going crazy for this plant. Like, honestly, like they're all through the greenhouse. Like some days we'd five, four or five hummingbirds in there just going at them. Like right, was, right, right. Um, I just think in a pot, I just, sometimes it might just look like a big patch of weeds in there. <laughs> okay. I, it is, but I, you can try it. Like, why not try it if you like, or if you have a spot? Well, I think I will try it. I yeah. just thought, well, maybe, the, you know, it might take a while to get going. So I kind of thought, well, maybe I'll try and 
started inside in like a yeah. like a larger tray or something. It's just hard to transplant that in after, but you could try it in clumps, right? You know, yeah. like, like get in like if you have it grown. So if you have it in uh, in a tray and then just cut it into like four inch by four inch squares and pull them out and transplant them that way. That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, give, or alternatively, if I just plant them. Plant the seed mix right out to the whiskey barrel. Should I maybe cover it just to try and keep yeah, the heat Yeah, you in? could definitely do like a thermal blanket. Like we have those plant blankets and stuff like that that still let the light out. Right, and right. light in and, uh, and go and from there. And also so that the birds don't come and get the seed. Absolutely. Maybe. That's part of it too. <laughs> All right. All well, right. Well, good luck. Thank you very much. Thanks, have a good Leslie. Day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, where we never lie to you, <laughs> unless we make it up a little bit, but no, Joanna maybe no. never oh, me. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm over here typing away. My fingers are hurting, finding out all the right things I for you guys. I don't hear them clicking. Come on, get going. <laughs> all right. And uh, if you are looking for a hummingbird plant... That will bring you lots of hummingbirds into your house, mm-hmm. or not into your house. Into your garden. <laughs> into your garden. <laughs> it, it's called the vermilionaire, and it's a type of cupia. It's an awesome um, annual plant. It looks like it's also called the cigar plant you were saying, Joanna. Yep, Wikipedia told me that. Nice. <laughs> but it, um, or a firecracker plant is probably the most common. Yeah, it looks la- like a uh, little common. red, um, I guess, yeah, it could be a, like a hot tamale, but it's a, honestly... And the, when you read down on the, it's a proven winner's one, but you read down to the characteristics, um, attracts hummingbirds. And and honestly, that's the one plant um, better than the fuchsia that mm-hmm. when we had it out, it just was like crazy. And uh, so if you want to add it to, and it, look, it stays fairly compact, so it's actually quite nice. And... Uh, Lots so, of blooms. It lots looks of like blooms. Lots of color. Bloomer. So it's a great accent plant. So if you have some bigger foliage plants and you want to add this underneath it, like you have some big canna lilies or something like that, and if you want to add these underneath there, um, they're phenomenal type things. So filler. Yeah, absolutely. Do I have time to read a nice text? Yes, we just please. Got? We've gotten so many good texts. Yeah, Joel, um, please do. Thanks so much, everyone, for sending photos and good questions. Um, this one says, "Good morning, guys. I listen while I water and care for my many house plants every Sunday." That's so nice. What a good tradition. I have some large rooms with tall ceilings that face north and would like some plants that do well. Big plants, trees, and anything big or small that might flower. And so we can address that. And then a tip for Kathleen, who is moving, um, large rolls of thin, clear plastic can be purchased for shipping uh, are the best, but even saran wrap will work. Carefully stretch out a few feet and wrap gently starting at the pot. Repeat upwards until the entire plant or tree is supported, leaving the top open. Um, poke some holes for ventilation, and that helps uh, regulate the temperature, or if there's any temperature shock going from cold to warm to cold. And yeah, that sounds like a that's in the last sentence. Love you guys. So got to get that in there. Yeah, that, no, what a great text. Absolutely. No, mm. and thanks for that. And love when people share um, some knowledge. If it's really cold, uh, I would probably just maybe put a um, newspaper or something first up mm. against the plants um yep, so they're not the leaves aren't like yeah the plastic can sometimes conduct the cold into it so just um may put this newspaper first or something point. or we when it's really cold at the store we we have that foam packing blanket that we have in the big rolls for for wrapping packing of uh delicate 
stuff mm-hmm. we use that to wrap the plants and um because it when it's that cold it's we had one of our shipping guys out of vancouver he sent one shipment when it was that really cold weather and it's just mm-hmm. like and we call him like dude is this like, a box of slime by the time? Well, we, it is, yeah. and it's so hard. Like, you can't even take it off the try When it's minus yeah. 35, minus 40. A jade plant would not No, like nothing that likes it. Like, no, it is, we honestly, don't even like it. <laughs> we had our fiddlehead figs and fiddly figs and things that were just, the leaves are just frozen off, and it was just... It's uh, a sad that's It a is, sad truck and, you, and you hate seeing that yeah. when you... When you bring a, a truck in and... and uh, they should and know better. It's, well, it was warm when they left in Vancouver. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome to Alberta. Absolutely. Um, for the tall ceilings that face north, I was thinking ficus. Um, you could even, if you come in and look at the banana plants, Yeah, that would be nice. Um, Big piece lilies. Some of those monsterosas you're talking about would be really cool. Yeah. And she's talking all in indoor, but indoor, large yep. shade. Mm-hmm. Sansevieria, Diefenbachia. Another suggestion would be if there's any um, light fixtures, there's really good grow lights that out there now that'll go into your existing light fixtures, like even just a screw in mm-hmm. um, that you get full. Just got to make sure that they're full spectrum. Um, so if you can get any of that to add some light, because when you're talking bigger, bigger trees, it is a little bit tougher because mm-hmm. typically they, they're the ones that create the shade in the jungles for the for the, the little lower plants. Yep. Yeah. So yep. like your some of your ficus aren't bad though. They can do some mm-hmm. the crotons, they can take a little bit of mm-hmm. shade. Um but if you're talking big, big probably the biggest the best one would be the ficus Benjamin yeah. is uh they can get pretty large. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> and uh good packing and, Yeah, come roam around the garden center and uh we'll see if we can help you out and uh get something going for you. Let's go to the phone line. We're gonna chat with Joy. Good morning, Joy. Hi, how are you? Good, good. How can we help you? Well, my phone went flat, so I was texting Joanna, and that's it. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) So now you're on the phone. Like I'm done with that deep deep and bulky, too. Oh, okay. Okay, that helps. And it sounds like we were you you it's kind of threw us for a loop because you've got lots of new leaves on the Diefenbachia but they're not unfurling so yeah exactly yeah and you've already repotted it and no. good new soil okay that could help um yeah. with some good fertilizer Merle even mentioned a little rage plus might help those leaves kind of open up it that looks, rage plus is miracle is it yeah, yeah you could try it looks like it's stunted when i see plants do that it it almost looks like it just the soil. You maybe got a little bit of a fungus in there. A lot of times it's it, like underwater. It just looks like it's stunted, like when it won't. Because you got like, there's like ten new leaves on that thing, yes. and and lots of growth. Yes. But when I just see that, I I just it, it looks like it's stunted when it goes hard like that. Oh yeah. So I would just you could even just if if you if you're just totally done with it, you could just cut it off at two or three feet high, yes. and it'll just send out it'll send out two or three. Uh, structured leaf out of one section. Really? Yeah. You can just cut it right above one of the nodes, just do a nice clean cut, and oh. I would transplant at that time, and you'll see it'll get new growth out of there. It'll send out two or three sections of new growth. Cut it off and repot it? Yep. Wow. How hard is that? It's pretty easy. <laughs> it feels kind of good doing it, we actually. like to keep things simple. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. Yeah, uh, some nice new go. soil, though, would be great for it, so... Yeah, you were talking about the hummingbirds. Yep. But you were talking about a whole bunch of other stuff, so I lost track of what that plant is. It's, it's called vermilionaire. Vermilionaire. It, yeah. Oh, just think of millionaire. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's it's beautiful. It's a great annual plant for outside, and I couldn't believe how many hummingbirds it attracted in our in the greenhouse this summer. Is it a hanging plant? It, it's a little bit, it, but it's really quite tight, so it, it's really oh. nice and compact. Um, so it's great in pots. You could do it in a hanger, but it's not going to be droopy like a big fuchsia. Yeah. But it, it's a really nice compact with lots of color. So it's great to mix in with, like I was saying, like with a canna lily or something like that um, would be great with it. So oh, okay. So if I come down there and say I want a millionaire plant. Uh, we'll have them for you. <laughs> And we're not going to charge you a million bucks. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope not. We're a millionaire. <laughs> well, so we'll by the try. end of May. We'll yeah. try that Diefenbach. Yeah, chop it off. And yeah, give that a try. Yeah. And let us know. Is there any particular way to chop it? No, just straight flat. Get a nice sharp knife and just okay. just take it just straight across. Oh. And if you have a little bit of candle wax, let it dry a bit. And if you want, just seal it up with either, if you have some caulking or candle wax, just burn a little bit of candle wax on it just to seal the top. Oh, really? After you cut it, yep. Oh, you don't keep the top of it. Well, if you want to, you could reroute that, but or you just throw away the top. Oh. Because that's the part that has the stunting and all that in it, so you're kind of removing that and you're revitalizing it. Oh, got you. So just have a stick there. Yep. Not for long, though. I did, and Joanna can attest to this, they have a yucca plant in their office mm -hmm. that was struggling, struggling, and then one day I just got tired of looking at it, so I went and chopped it off. Oh. And now it's back, and it looks beautiful. It's gorgeous in their office. So they all looked at me like I was a kamikaze at first, but then I <laughs> said, Dory, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I read it on the Internet. So. <laughs> you read it on the Internet. It's got to be right. Exactly. Everything is, right? Yeah, not. <laughs> All okay. right. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Karen. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. How can we help you? Um, I I have never seen portulacas out in Calgary. We carry them we every care. spring. Yeah, we love them. Those are a staple in a lot of our custom planters that we do for folks with like a hot, dry, southern exposure. Portulaca, oh. Yeah. We've got, we Perfect. care. Yeah, so by care. end of May, we should have flats of portulaca. Yep. Yeah, they're called the moss rose as well. Like they're, uh, yes. yep. Yes. No, they're great. They're like Joanna was saying, they're almost a succulent. They're, uh, they're great and they hang over nicely. Um, you need to plant them in the, in little heavier clumps though. Some people are too sparse with them and they can get lost in the planter. So just a little bit heavier planting and, but they love the full sun, nice and bright. If you have that hot spot for them, they're great. Well, I have a section in the backyard um, <clears throat> that I think portulatas would do well with. Yeah. Um, I used to grow them back in Ontario. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was just like, I have never seen any out here. Yeah, actually. And I know they move you, quick. You had to come down and see us at Spruce yeah. It Up. We, we have them. Yeah, we always year. have them, so. Actually, the ones oh, we had last we, year were so pretty. We had reds, and then we had this mix of like brilliant orange, red, and pink, and yellow. They were just a mixed, a mixed pack, and those are my favorite. They're just gorgeous. They are. Yeah, they are. And if you deadhead them, they bloom more. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. And they right? they will re oh yeah absolutely, and they will recede every so often to that other one that looks like a weed, and they say it's actually quite beneficial to you. The one with the fat leaves. Um, oh yeah, that's the native portulaca. Oh, oh yeah. Um, what's that one called? Oh, I see it all the time on those yep. health sites, and that they say it's really. You can eat that too. Yeah, 
if you positively identify it. Yes. <laughs> but yes, Karen, we definitely have Portulaca. And uh, so by all means, come down and see us down at Spruce It Up. I shall. Perfect. And Look- I thank you. I'm, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey, well, thank that's you. that's great. March 1st, this is Women's Month. What a great time to call, Karen. Okay. There you go. All right. I thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so, so much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. and we get back, we're going to chat with John, and then we have a few texts we're going to cover as well. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. <clears throat> Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Prune It Up, Calories Trusted, ISA Certified Tree Care Company. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, some good news in the in the green it up field as well. We're, uh, we've had lots of requests for um, a fertilizing service where we mm-hmm. come out and actually you don't have to come buy the bag yourself. Nice. So we're going to start uh, a green it up lawn care division. So uh, keep posted for that. Beautiful. So Should then you know going. quality product installed properly Absolutely. all you have to do is water your lawn just, mow your lawn just phone us yeah <laughs> phone and go <laughs> <laughs> phone it up i have to phone it up <laughs> i have to figure something out for that but let's go to the phone lines and we'll chat with uh john good morning john good morning i have an old lilac tree that's up to the roof now and spreading over to my neighbors yep i was told i could take it right down and it'll come back up yeah, absolutely, and but it will grow quite quickly too, like because um, you're going to have all that energy is going to go into all new growth. Oh yeah, it suckers something terrible. Yeah, yeah, no, but if you want to just take it right down to the ground, like six, eight inches, even lower, so as low as you can get, and uh, it'll just go like crazy. It'll come right back up and uh, and get going. So if you want to keep it contained a little bit, it's easier when you have new growth. So once you get the first batch of new growth, and it sort of stops in. Uh, July or whatever, just nip the tops off a bit. The tops. Yeah, and then next year it'll thicken up again, and it'll just help keep it contained a little bit more so it doesn't go right back up to the top spot where it was into the into the house or into your neighbor's spot as well. Good. And what about my Nanking cherry? It's uh, not also been around for a long time, and it's getting it's fence high, and it's sort of woody in different places. Yep. Absolutely. They love rejuvenation as well. I've done it with, but the only thing is when you do that, you won't get blooms on either of those this spring. Yeah, that's what I understand. Yep. But absolutely. The Nanking cherry will totally benefit from that. And my last, but my Saskatoon trees, can they be trimmed? Um, they, they definitely can. They, and they will come up from the bottom as well. Um, just, are they getting really woody or how are they? Um, they're the first, uh, Oh, it's five, six feet. There's very little and fruit and leaves, but... Uh, is they getting enough sun? They're, yeah, they're on the south side, uh, okay. but there's a fence there. And, uh, yeah, see, and that's part of the problem with that if, as well. Like, when you, when they don't get the full sun, they're going to get that with the, when, the, when it grows again because that's sort of what's stopping it from getting lots of fruit, yeah. and it, it just needs to be... If you can get that... Um, possibly move that one to a sunnier location would be beneficial. Well, and they've been there for 
30 years. Yeah, so that's going to be quite a feat yeah. to, to dig I that mean, up. They feed the robins. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I Perfect. <get> very little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and they look pretty decent. So, hey, if that's, if that's okay, then that's great. Alrighty, I can take them. Would, would I take them down all the way or just partially? Well, on those, this got to if, if it's if it's if there's not a lot of deadwood, I wouldn't cut that one back because it's going to take a bit longer and it's just going to go back up and do the same thing. Okay. Um, and and they are they can get a little bit more disease in them when you open them up. So if it's if it's just a bit of spindly, I've just cut out the deadwood on the Saskatoon. Um, it's not going to give you a whole lot of benefits from taking it right down. Where the, with the lilac and the nanking, you're saying there's quite a bit of deadwood and just overgrown. Yeah. That that's where the rejuvenation really makes a difference. The Saskatoon, the Saskatoon is encroaching on my neighbors as well. So I I would just prune out the parts that are just going into the neighbors then on that on the Saskatoon, okay. because really if, it's, if there's not a lot of deadwood and they don't tend to get a lot like some of the other ones, I would just prune out the ones that are impeding some of the pathways and stuff like that. All right. If Thanks that makes so sense? Yep, that works fine for me. Perfect. Thanks, John. Bye now. Bye-bye. Yeah, when some of them, hey, Joanna, like it's just... They, it, get, they get to that point where they need, they need to be reined back in a bit. And it, it's like the Diefenbacher, yeah, right? It feels like, oh, man, should I cut it back that much? But when you do, um, like I, we, I walk past our neighbors down the block every day. Um, they had caragana. They had a caragana hedge, and they cut it right to the ground. Year two, it's up past my knee, and I'm six feet tall. So they've grown like it's almost back up to the original. Oh, height, no, it's right? amazing because you have all that. See, what it is is that you have this big lilac or whatever kind of shrub. A lot of them will do this. Potentillas are, are nasty yep. as well. Ketoniasters. Yep. They get woody. They get a bit sick. And then all that energy just goes into trying to revitalize that old wood. Mm-hmm. So this way when you take it right down, all that energy gets to go into nice new growth. So you're going to get nice new healthy plants. And uh, it's it, like a fresh start. All, yeah. the, all the limbs that come up are all the same too. So if you're, if it's for a hedge, wouldn't it be nice if you could just do that? If you have stiff knees or someone, <laughs> just cut them off and right. grow some new Maybe ones. Maybe in the future, one rejuvenate day. your <laughs> some of those well, lizards. We kind of like trim our fingernails and get haircuts. Yeah, Is there that you a go. Thing, right? yeah. Like get a buzz cut and then yeah. it grows back nice and thick. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it feels drastic um, when you do that with your plants. Oh no, absolutely. But, but it really does help a lot. It really yep. takes out some of that disease stuff and then it gives it that fresh start all the limbs that come up are the same size it's great for screening and privacy your neighbors will appreciate and right it now the ketoniasters there's so many bad ones in calgary i i, I really wish people would really look at them a little yeah, bit more serious the oyster shell scale if you get in and look you can see it they're like little white spreading marks like crazy on the, on the blacker bark on the older wood that's like about the size of your finger yep. thicker um, you can really see it if they if they are diseased, or you can call us and we'll come out and have a look. We we can spot yep. it right away. Absolutely, yeah. and we also do the treatment for the scale. We we use the Pure Spring Green mm-hmm. um, for our spring spraying program for our, for any of that kind of stuff as well. And we also do the deep deep root injections out of the pruned up guys. They will do that mm-hmm. for the fertilizer program for all your trees and shrubs. So. I wish we could do that too. You talk about doing all this for our sake. Like, I need a deep rooted church. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, wait, I just got back from Costa Rica. Yeah, I guess you that's. Got yours. I got mine. <laughs> all right, we got to take a quick break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Lots of great female artists. Great tunes. Yeah. Too many for this show. We'll have to keep this theme going. <laughs> eh? that, that's a good one. That one gets you going. There's good duets too, right? Absolutely. No, yeah. there's lots of <laughs> lots of great tunes going on. Let's go to the phone lines. And if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are open. We have some spots. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And those are both the talk and text lines if you'd like to join us. But right now we're going to go to Roger. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Will. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. I'm uh, I'm a bit of a veggie gardener. Oh, I, nice. And I grow potatoes in the regular sort of uh, hills and rows. Yeah. It's getting hard work. Thinking about putting in those towers. Yeah. And I read some. We need indeterminate potatoes. Is this correct? If so, what variety should I use? And if so, do you sell them? Yeah, basically the seed potatoes. Most of the ones that you'll get, um, the varieties that we have here in, in Alberta and Calgary, um, the ones that we bring in will all work in those potato towers. Are you? What type of tower are you gonna? Are you gonna plan on building? Um, I've got a couple of uh, fairly big um, barrels, yeah. and I put I, I drilled holes them several years ago, and it didn't really work. So I thought I'd give it another try. Yeah, I've seen the ones where if you get two plastic, if you get quite large, like a black plastic pot, quite mm-hmm. large, and then you you cut squares, like cut three sections out of the bottom, like sort of six inch by six inch squares. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've seen those, and then they you fill them up, and mm-hmm. then you have it inside the other one, and then you lift it up when you want to harvest out the bottom. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard those worked quite well. Okay. Um, is, is one way of doing it. Um, and then just, I guess, hilling up. Some people have used the bag potatoes, but yep. I find that I haven't... Like the felt bags? Yeah. Yeah, I've, um, I know, I haven't done it myself. I know folks who love it. They have a patio, so they don't have anywhere to, like, put potatoes in the ground. They do the the felt bags. Um, And then there's a wood slat one that you can build yourself, and you just add the slats as the plant grows up and up. Yeah. Um, To your answer with the determinate or indeterminate, you would, the indeterminate, just like a tomato, you want Mm. it to continue climbing and growing up. Right. I think the plant would naturally do that anyway. Okay. Um, as that's why we hill our potatoes anyway, yeah. right? No yeah, matter what, exactly. if we know what they are or not. Yeah. Um, I think the plant would just continue to send. It would continue to grow and send up that stem and leaves. Oh. Um, yeah, okay. and I don't know if you'd find that information on the bag of seed potatoes. It would say. I, I just, I'm not sure. Like on those, I just know that like all the varieties. That's and it's pretty necessary to hill them all up. Mm-hmm. And they will all do great in that environment. And in Alberta, that's sort of how we you, you get the the larger yields uh, out of the out of the potatoes. So yeah, yeah I've had good yields, but uh, it's getting a bit hard on the back these days. So I thought. Mm-hmm. I'd try yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it is as you, as we get a little older. Yeah. Um, we do have some deeper um, raised garden beds as well, mm-hmm. but it, it's just and that's one thing in Calgary. It's so it, we do get the warmth. And it's having, and the potatoes just don't like to get too, too warmer roots where, mm-hmm. so if we raise them up, you just got to make sure they're, they're big enough to get enough soil. So so, so you would carry the uh, potatoes that need then? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Last, last thing. Yeah. Today's March the 1st, St. David's Day in Wales. Hey, there you go. Awesome. St. <laughs> David's Day? Yes. March and and what, is that, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, it's a national celebration. They have... Uh, um, like a big uh, concert um, and uh, poetry 
singing and um, and celebrations in schools over there. Oh, nice. It's a bit, it's a bit like um, St. Patrick's Day, but with no booze. Ah, okay. <laughs> hey, that doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Awesome. But I'm Hang sure on. I'm sure in Wales they'll find an excuse after the after the end of the day <laughs> to, <laughs> to have a couple beers. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much for your help. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Roger. Right, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> no, always always interesting. Love uh, when we get uh, our people listening and sharing the different things that's going on in their lives and uh, and things that are on certain mm-hmm. dates. Other reasons to celebrate? Like, I love hearing that, right? Yeah. There's always a reason to celebrate. Awesome. And if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And one quick thing, if you do have any, any elm trees... Um, we have one month left where we're allowed to prune them in, in Alberta and Calgary. Before April? Uh, yeah, yeah, before April 1st. We only have one month left, and that's to uh, combat Dutch elm disease. So any dead, damaged, disease branching in any of your elm trees, you have one month left. Give your certified arborist a shout, and uh, I know Mark would be more than happy to get out, and I know he saved a few spots here through March for people with the elm trees to try and prioritize them to get them into the queue. As we uh, as we go through March, it's uh, a lot of us procrastinate a little bit. Maybe we've left it, and uh, and when it's finally warm enough out, where we can get out and have a look at our trees and uh, see what's going on with them. So have a look at your elms, and if they're looking like they might need a little bit of help, um, get out there and uh, either do a little bit yourself or give a professional a shout and uh, and have a look. Any text you want to read there, Joanna? Um, yeah, there was, let's see, I'm resp- I'm like, I feel like my fingertips are flying faster than, than anything lately. Um, there's a great question about African violets, um, which I texted back, but, uh, good morning. My African violets don't flower anymore. So there might be other listeners experiencing this challenge. They've changed the soil, kept them in four inch pots, um, use the African violet soil mix and the liquid fertilizer still nothing i recommended using the self-watering pots that you had talked about because they are amazing for african violets um and then the the second the follow-up question here was what type of lights are best for african violets and and that would be the full spectrum ones and i think it's the red red and blue yeah yeah and they and those will have them that's where you want the full spectrum lights but those pots are amazing and if you just use the light fertilizer like the 15 30 15 um high middle number for your african violets um they'll bloom like crazy and they're like consistent light like so Mm -hmm. if you get them in a spot and uh with those self-watering pots like i said i've had quite a few people bring in pictures and they've sent us pictures here on the show of where they just have hundreds of blooms on there once they have them going into those uh into those pots mm-hmm. and here dwight has just sent in a picture um and he he's using like a big five gallon pail and he's growing his potatoes in there and he says it's uh, way easier in his back so it looks mm-hmm. like he just grows them right in there fills them up as it goes and then uh probably just dumps them out when they're done and uh, harvest his potatoes that go. way. They look really healthy. I have seen the one you were talking about where you could take those five-gallon pails or a nursery stock Well, pot. that way you can keep going a bit, yeah, right? Yeah, and they're nesting. So yes. you, you cut circles out of the interior one, and you nest it into a full so one. So you could do right? that. Like He has the five-gallon pails. So you could just Double cut squares up. out the thing, mm-hmm. and then and then you just do it. And uh, But, yeah, it's, it's always an interesting way of, uh, of doing different um ways of gardening here um 
we talked about keeping things simple. Yeah. And I think there's just a million ways to be simple. Like, Absolutely. You don't have to overcomplicate. I love how Dwight Scott, they're in Okay. They're in Sorry, we just got yeah. to take a break for some breaking news, so we'll be back after that. Breaking news now on Global News Radio, 770 CHQR. Good morning. We begin with breaking news here. What Sudan hereditary chief and senior government ministers say they have reached a proposed arrangement in discussing a pipeline dispute that has prompted solidarity protests across the country. Federal Crown Indigenous Relations Minister Carolyn Bennett and British Columbia Indigenous Relations Minister Scott Fraser would not give details on the proposed agreement, saying it must be first reviewed by the Wet'suwet'en people. Tune in to our newscast at 11 and we'll provide you with more details. Nobody does it better. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And I think we do a pretty good job here on Let's Talk Gardening. So, that was a great segue. Uh, I knew go. that was coming. Absolutely. <laughs> got to take it while you can, right? All right, let's go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Thelma. Good morning, Thelma. Oh, good morning. How can we help you? I have an anthurium. I yes. hope I'm saying it right. Yes, you are. And it's in a six-inch pot, and I was just wondering if it would be a good time to transplant it into a bigger pot, because some of the leaves are going a little brown on the edges. Yeah, and have you had it in the same pot for quite a while? or? Yeah, yeah, for over a year. Yeah, no, right now is a great time as we head into the longer days, and we're getting close to the first day of spring. Um, and on that one, I'd probably go into an eight or a ten inch pot, okay. and uh, and that'll give it lots of room to grow because they can get fairly big. And if they get too small a pot, they kind of get start getting leggy. So you want to give them that really good root growth. Okay, and the leaves that are turning brown on the end is that why? Because it's in too small yeah, a pot. Yeah, and there's just not enough nourishment left in there. So okay. And, and 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 just gotta watch the salt content too. Like our water's quite hard. Uh-huh. So when you do water, where if you can do it at least every three or four times, is take it into the sink, fill it right up, and let it drain out the bottom. Okay. And then that'll help with that as well. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thelma. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Let's go to Marlise. Good morning, Marlise. Oh, hi there. I'm so curious about those Diefenbach, yes? Yes. I had a wonderful one oh, decades ago in Manitoba. Yeah. And I have three now, and I'm always thinking, how come they don't bloom? Because the one in Manitoba, it had a heavy scent for about 48 hours, and you couldn't even stay in the living room. It yeah. was overpowering. And that's the thing, like, they're not really known for their blooms, I guess, Ooh. right? Uh-huh. Like the Diefenbach, yeah, like, they're, yeah. they're ones that, a lot of times, if they sometimes they'll get stressed out, they'll bloom. Oh. Because then they think they need to reproduce, right? Oh, so, my goodness, I don't know what I did then. <laughs> yeah, because you'll notice, like, they're they're usually bred for their foliage. Like, yeah. every, every plant will bloom, like, I've had lots of jade plants bloom, yeah. and some of you just don't yeah. water them, oh, they'll... Oh. Yeah, but I am so, I thought, I always remember, it was a beautiful flower. It was just gorgeous, but the scent was just, you you would get a headache probably. Yeah, it's sort of like that stinky flower that only blooms every hundred years, right? That you see on the news every so often. Yeah, <laughs> pollinated oh. by flies Yeah, or something. and we're glad it only blooms every so often because right. it smells so bad. Everybody runs. But the the 
picture was wonderful. I mean, I, I still remember how pretty it looked, but it just descent. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, well, thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you, Marlies. <laughs> bye, bye. And it's it, it's it's so nice to see so many of the older time plants are really coming to yeah. um like the pothos the peace lilies diefenbachias easy peasy uh, yeah. right it's back to that keep it simple those are so easy to take care of absolutely nice see them making a comeback all right let's go to the phone line with dar good morning dar good morning Merle. i've got some little black flies buzzing around and i'm not sure if they originate in my aloe plant that i've inherited or um, peacefully, you know, I've got a few different Yeah, what they're called is fungus gnats. And and typically we see them a fair bit, unfortunately, in the wintertime. Um, we tend to maybe overwater a little bit in the winter, so the soil maybe stayed moist. Um, and that tends to create those fungus gnats. So what I just really recommend, we have a product you can use. It's called Pure Spray Green. Um, oh, you spray that. Yeah. Just mix that into a sprayer. Spray it around your on the soil. But oh, the it, soil. Okay. Yeah, and then just start letting it dry out because okay. all the eggs are in there, and it just it created a really nice breeding program for them. And then if you have a like a stick of some sort or a fork, just rake the top of the soil. Just break it up every uh-huh. couple of days just to help air it oh. out. Because they're originating. How many applications do you think? I would do it um, every once a week for three weeks in a row. Okay. Yeah, but then just maybe lay off the water for a bit. Like let dry uh-huh. the plants right out just to get that. And then just do a little bit of aeration every other day with a, with a fork or something just in the top of the soil. Okay. Um, don't dig in really deep, but just enough on top just to stir it up. Just so it dries up, dries up those eggs, dries up that breeding program that you got going in there. A little sand too. Sometimes I cap my houseplants with sand if I if I get into that overwatering thing and I notice fungus gnats. Um, I'll put a, a sticky trap or two, and then I'll put a little just play sand, whatever, just about a I don't know half an inch over the top of the soil, and that kind of helps interrupt their hatching when they when they oh. go from egg to flight. Yeah. Or if it, if that doesn't work, I could these plants aren't huge. You know, maybe a twelve inch pot. Hmm. I could change the soil. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to. It's just, and again, you want to make sure that it's the, it's the watering practices as well. Okay, like you just, down, yeah. yeah, let them with all your house plants. I really, again, yeah. keeping it simple. Most plants, I almost all, I always dry them out in between waterings. Uh, like sometimes you'll read somebody will say, keep it evenly moist. There's very, very few mm-hmm. plants that like to stay moist, especially in Calgary. You create more problems doing that. And okay, it's easy peasy then. I that's that. it. Let Thank them you. dry out in between water and give them a little aeration, a couple of sprays of pure spray green, and you're set. Great. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dar. Bye bye. All right, we're going to take one more break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Back to Let's Talk Gardening. Sometimes in some of these songs, I, I almost feel rude interrupting because it is. They're, <laughs> they're so, so good, beautiful. right? Like they're yeah. they're awesome. So you kind of just you mm-hmm. kind of start listening, and you know, you can sing in the car on the way home. 
That's probably the best place for me to sing. <laughs> I drove separate today. I'm so. not a good singer. Like, I'm, you got a great voice for radio, though. Yeah. So go with that. As, they, as few people say, I got the face for radio. Oh. <laughs> Keep me off the TV. All right. Let's go to Joyce. <laughs> yeah, good morning, Joyce. Good morning. How can we help you? Uh, that last song really applied to me because I have a, an orchid which I think I've failed oh. by okay. overwatering it. Yeah. Um, what's the best thing I can do for it now? I've I've moved it away from me where I won't be tempted to tamper with it anymore and put it on an east-facing uh, windowsill. Yeah, I would even, if you have a one that's a little bit brighter... Um, is even better. Have you, in, have you transplanted or done anything with it, or in, is it in a bark or is it in a moss or? It's in a bark. Okay. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Absolutely, they love that. Um, if 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 it's been overwatered, you could even just pull it out of the bark and just leave it for a couple of days, three or four days, just out. Oh, okay. Yeah, and just kind of let it dry out. Like, let the roots kind of just heal up, a callus, and let the bark dry out that way. Just put it all out in a nice, put everything into a tray mm -hmm. in, in the nice sunshine. Let everything just dry out. Okay. And then leave that. it for a week or so, mm -hmm. and then and then you can just repot it back into it, and and just be careful with the roots and stuff. But they they don't they're not a huge root system, right? They just have the smaller one, and and then I would just repot it back into that, and uh, and then put it into a nice sunny location, and that should definitely help you out. Okay, so it needs a bit more sun than yeah. Than they do like it fairly bright. Like they can take the mm -hmm. south or west. Yeah. Um, I, I just every time people ask me this, I always just think of uh, one of our listeners and one of our clients, Dan Carver. Um, I've been to him and his wife's home many times, and I just see their gorgeous, like it is, is very visual. Lots of great orchids blooming in his mm, kitchen, and so it's nice. just it's amazing. So whenever I think of that, um, that's if if you have the opportunity to put them into that brighter window, they, it definitely helps them. Yeah, yeah, now I can move it back into the kitchen again and it will face Yeah, well. but I would yeah. let it, if you've overwatered it, pull it out. And I'm going to do the same. I have one at my house that is into a, I tried a soil mix with the orchid and I, I don't think it's the best for it. So I'm going to pull it out of that and repot it back into into a bark or I'm going to use the lycra rocks. that okay. We have these terracotta rocks that we're going to use. So mm -hmm. It's the only one I've got that I've ever managed to, to have bloom again. Yeah. And it's bloomed three or four times, so I'm quite grieved. That yeah, they're I've... fairly easy, oh, so... <laughs> and and I have another one that has lots of grey shoots around the bottom. Yeah. Are they supposed to be in... Well, that's they, they're, they're sort of just the, the 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 roots that come out, and sort of when it when it clinches onto a tree, that's just sort of the air roots and stuff like that. So they're oh. fine. So they're fine. Oh, okay. So, so when you see. transplant it again, like once you pull it out, let it dry out, and then you can always tuck them in, and then and it'll be fine as well. Okay, I didn't know if they were roots that should be in the bark, nope. or whether they were failed flower stems. No, they're so. kind of just that added feature. Just to hang on with. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks for your help. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. And unfortunately, we have Steve, Helen, and Evelyn. I'll take you guys off air. Um, I won't be able to uh, to get to that. So we have something about the sweet pea from, I know, I think she was on the line earlier, but uh, there's one uh, something she was going to ask a question about the anthurium, and it says someone, I think she's the one who maybe adopted the sweet pea.
Mm. Yeah, the, the bird. Yeah. No, Sweet Pea, the bird from Sunnyside. Oh, yeah, okay. We also there. had a Sweet Pea kitty cat um, through our text line today. There was a, um, our caller was asking about their, their newly adopted cat chewing on. Oh, okay. Maybe, okay. Maybe yeah. it's a, okay. It's a different one. I was thinking it was Sweet Pea. Whenever that name comes to oh, you, yeah. we had the cat. Oh. I mean, the bird, the parrot at. Uh, from Sunnyside? Yeah, down at Sunnyside. Oh. So, so we have one more quick one I could probably do. Merle, I've been listening about non blooming plants. Do you have any insights about a hibiscus plant that has not bloomed since we moved 20 years ago? It's healthy, six feet tall, with lots of green leaves. Um, try different fertilizers. It really likes the 30-10-10, and I'd put it in a, maybe a little brighter light, and, and it should bloom. But blue, feed it with the 30-10-10, and that's it for us for this week. Uh, thank you, Joanna. Thanks so much. Thanks, Brian, yeah, thanks, for the Brian. great tunes. Um, join us next week here for Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.